A little boy, a baby girl, most precious things in the whole damn world. Diapers, fussing, playing the crime, rental setting show. Grab a drink, let's go to host Lauren and Ryan. It's the second episode of the uh, pandemic um, era, if you will, and I hope, God, I hope it's one do of the you, last. Do you remember the before times? Like, we, I think we have this last time. I know we've talked about it together as, as a couple and as a family. So you, you watch like a, you know, Seinfeld or you just like watch anything that was recorded in, in the before times. You're like, look at those people just standing close to each other, like without a care in the world. Like <laughs> they're just doing that all the time. Like it's amazing. And now, well, now someone gets within four feet of you and you're like, back the fuck off, motherfucker. I hear crazy death wish. <laughs> God damn. Here we are, and uh, coronavirus, COVID-19, sweeping the nation, the world, the, the craze, <laughs> all the, all the kids are doing it. the COVID. <laughs> Take your COVID from drab to fab. And we're, we're no different. We're doing the, the coronavirus shuffle here, too, if you will, and uh, too tasteless, too soon. I don't know. Uh, I, I mean, like it just—we're not shuffling. We're not—we're just—we're just milling about our house, like, trying to find meaning in every day being roughly the same as the last, and with no end in sight, and trying to balance a thousand things without any relief, any you know, any escape from the current reality. This is getting to a dark place. Let's 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 pull that back. Um. Yeah, it's been it's been it's been tough. It's been interesting. We, I mean, I feel like we've we have it better than than many folks. Obviously, we um, there's a lot of stress and trauma in the world. We have all been healthy, thank goodness. Uh, Ryan and I have remained, you know, employed with our pre-COVID jobs. No changes, thank goodness. So we're, we're extremely lucky. And I think it's important to note how lucky we are. That while the things we're going to complain about, and we'll be mostly complaining, hopefully with some humor in there, uh, they're valid and they're real and they're worth acknowledging, but we're very lucky to not have to deal with, with a lot more pressing matters, which many, many people in the world are dealing with. So, yeah. Right, right. Sober note at the front, mm. but important. Well, we were going to start off the show by talking about well, everybody knows about coronavirus. You're not gonna get anything new from us here in that. <laughs> you're gonna what you're breaking going news what you might get from us. We're is, not a medical podcast. We're not no. breaking news podcast. Mm. Once a month, breaking news. Well, you're not gonna learn anything about the disease or the virus or whatever. It's not disease. I'm sorry. The, the whatever. But illness? the illness. What's yes, the, that's what I was looking for. What's the difference between a disease and an illness? Well, there's a lot of differences. Ryan, will you Google that for us? No. Our listeners can do that on their own. We've only got a finite amount of time here before someone gets tired. Before die. Oh, yes. Um. Also that. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you mentioned life. Come on now. Get it. Get together. (laughs) Pull my shit together. We're going to talk about a few things that we've been... Some some things we might actually be able to recommend to you. Things that we've been doing over the last few weeks... Have you tried laundry? <laughs> or perhaps doing the dishes 17 times a day because you're eating all your meals at home 
and that's new because that's that's been that's been some slices of life here at the uh, parental settings home base hq i'm sure you're preaching to the choir on that one everybody out there's like oh you you're the one doing dishes fuck that i you should see our dishwasher. I'm sure is what everybody's thinking. Or God, I mean, like if you don't have a dishwasher at this point, like, bless. Whew. Well, you are you are in the thick of it, my friends. All right, so Ryan, what do you have you been watching any shows without me? Without you, pretty much no. Um, mm. The funny thing is, it's April. It's mid-April. Normally, I would be knee deep in baseball right now, and oh, any TV shows least, would take yeah. a back burner till October. But um, now we've got an opportunity to plow through some stuff and i don't feel like i'm really doing that i mean we watched all of the good place i think we talked about that last time we how we were rolling through it pretty quickly yeah i mean i had watched the first two seasons quickly on netflix the third one I had to wait a minute and the fourth one i watched mostly as it came out like i i didn't watch it weekly i, I would save up like you know a, a month or two at a time so i could really do it in chunks but it felt like an eternity waiting for that fourth season to complete. And we watched, we rolled through it in like two nights, which is <laughs> the blessing and the curse of, of, of binging, especially when you transition. Like we're doing this with the, with Brooklyn nine, nine. Now we watched the first six seasons binge streaming. Yeah. Brooklyn nine, nine. Yeah. Yeah. And then now we're in current times. And so we watch it once a week and it's just a slog. Like just, it's so annoying. Like I want to well, just watch all of it in one go. And I'll say specifically about that show, it seemed way better watching it back to back to back. It was either the show's kind of gone downhill in this current season, or it's just not as good when you watch one episode at a time. And I think it maybe is a combination of the two, probably a combination of the two, but it was way better when you could just binge it one after the other after the other after you had like seven episodes a night. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if it's gotten if it's, if it's decreased in quality. I just think it's it's less satisfying to like in this. We're less attuned to like being like, okay, let's tune into our weekly show. Now we're like, I want to watch all of it in one go. I think I think we're just like we're attuned to mm-hmm. to, to just streaming stuff and watching four or five episodes a night, and we're very spoiled yeah. by that. And and I think in the, and making the transition is extra hard. Like going from one to the other in a show is is difficult. Yeah, the the other shows that we've watched, uh, we we started up Barry again, which love that show so much. Such a great for show. me. I hadn't Ryan had watched the full full show. I hadn't seen. Have we gotten about halfway through the first season, and I got distracted by something shiny, probably uh, or whatever. Um, we watched McMillions, the HBO documentary. Yeah, that was interesting. It wasn't like, oh, you got to go see it, but it was it was kind of interesting. Yeah, no, I mean, I think I wanted to know how he did it, and we found out finally at the very end how he did yeah, it. Yeah, they held that, was that the towards the point. very end, yeah. very, very strategically. I think it was, you know, it was a well done documentary, you know, in that in that episodic format. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't. I, I have a knee jerk reaction. We may have talked about Tiger King last last time. I can't remember. I just have this knee-jerk reaction to those shows that just, like, go so viral and blow up so much in the media. Like, I've still not seen Making a Murderer. Yeah, that's interesting. I watched, like, half oh. an episode, and I was like, okay, this is clearly filmed on a drone, like, flying over Wisconsin, like, in a straight line. This is boring. And, you know, and I, I watched it at the time when, like, the backlash and, like, the 
the analysis was coming through of like, you know, there was more story to it. So I couldn't just enjoy it purely. So I was like, eh, I'm just not going to do it. So I didn't watch Making a Murderer. <gasps> oh, You're probably better everyone, for that. I mean, it just angered me. I Yeah, I, I mean, this didn't be said for like righteous anger. Also, potentially unproductive righteous anger. Now, it's possible <sighs> that know. the that the people who made that show, you know, had angled it in a certain manner to make somebody look good and somebody look bad. I don't... It was really hard to see the other side of it, even if you really tried. It was like, this man's pretty goddamn innocent. <laughs> he shouldn't be in jail. Um, yeah, I mean, there's like wrongful convictions and the same thing with serial of course the The podcast and the tv shows there are people who dedicate their lives to you know foundations and work that overturn those type of convictions from poor police work or biased police work or what have you any any other shows for you real quick just name them off if there's any Ooh, um i started watching salt fat acid heat on netflix while you were doing some sort of video chat thing the other night um much acclaimed Netflix, very short series uh, on cooking and food. Of course, it's my my jam. Uh, really, very enjoyable. Very enjoyable. I have about like halfway through the Salt episode, which takes place in Japan. Um, I don't know. If, I don't think you'd be into it. I think you would sit there and probably play on your computer for a couple hours while I watched it. But it was. I enjoyed it very much. It's it's, it's very engaging. Cool. Um. I'm watching my master class that uh, you got me for Valentine's Day. That Chris Voss negotiation class. That's fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I have any other shows. Um, You're watching some old Twins games well, on like YouTube. As close as you can get to sports these, these days. Yeah, than- how sad is this? It's April of 2020. I had to put on a Minnesota Twins-New York Yankees playoff game from 2004. That's the last time my team has won a playoff game, 16 years, which is insane. Um, any games that you're playing? I know I see you on your phone all the time at night. Lauren will say, hey, you know what? I'm going to go to bed early tonight. I'll come up two and a half hours later, and I see this glowing light from the bed. I thought you were going to bed. Well, I'm that just on my phone. One time. <laughs> One time, oh. and I decided to do a foot mask thing. That I didn't read the instructions before I opened it. It was like, put these booties on your feet and then wait an hour and a half. I was like, fuck. Well, I already opened the goddamn thing. I guess I'm baked into this plan here. And I couldn't put my feet up because like the goo would come out of the booties. So I had to like, sit there with my legs... You know, like I was sitting, but laying down on the bed sideways. It was a whole, it was a, it was a fucking mess. So um, you were playing yes, something on your phone in the meantime. Ball crusher game. You used to play one like this where you just like shoot balls at like blocks and knock them down. Yeah. Balls. B-A-L-L-Z. Well, mine's not B-A-L-L-Z. It's ball crusher. Ball block crusher. I don't know. Mm. It's, it's called something. Same basic I'm idea. sure there's probably a thousand of them. Everyone trying to make some money. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, kind of like, you know, I enjoy the puzzle games. So in, yeah. that, in that vein, whereas, you know, I've been doing the, the two dots game for, God, just a fucking years. And you, uh, you picked that up recently, huh? Um, yeah, I actually got it on accident. I saw, I never do this, but I was scrolling through Facebook and they showed an ad of like some game where you, they were drawing, they had to draw something all in one 
motion. And I'm like, oh, that looks cool. And I downloaded it. I'm like, this is not the game I d- thought I was getting. But I started playing it anyway. And then <laughs> after a couple of weeks, I realized this is the game Lauren has been playing for years. I don't know years. if this is a mistake or something, but I accidentally downloaded two dots. And uh, I'm obviously very bad at it compared to you. <laughs> I'm on level just absurd. Like what, this, now tell me what level you had gotten to on this game. Oh, uh, I can open it up if you want. Just tell me. We don't need to... Oh, I don't know. I is don't, it in the 10,000s or something? Oh, jeez. I don't know how far. Because I had gotten to level... I bet I'm up to like 124 right oh, now. Good job. And I have had to do each one like 50 to 80 times to get through it. Probably. 80? I was stuck on level one. Well, starting at level like 100 when they introduced that stupid teleporting thing. Mm, it yeah. took me a very long time to figure out how that worked. Oh, yeah. That's and that's then uh, <laughs> there's like only three columns of two across. It, anyway, well, you don't need to know how this computer <laughs> works. Need to go into the, so I am currently on level 2,631. Good Lord. But if it makes you feel better. What? If I'm what makes to, me feel better. I'm trying to figure out how many. There's like, well, I'm close to the end. 2,650 something. One time I made five wins in a row and then it was really easy for a while because they'd give you all those bonuses to start each level. Mm, yeah. But as soon as you lose, then you're absolutely and you're boned, yeah. So anyway, sure. I'm playing that. You're playing that. Okay. Those are some games you should download. You're listening to something. <laughs> what are you? What have you been listening to? We would need to wrap this up here. What? Well, I... Uh, I'm a big podcast podcast person. I recently started Noble Blood, which is like a a history podcast. One that was, uh, you know, my friend Kelly had posted about on Instagram. Kind of like a, right now, it's mostly like European history um, towards the, the violent side, which you know most of it seems to be. I enjoy uh, the Dax Shepard armchair expert. I enjoy uh, the. True crime show, my favorite murder. I mean, I, I have a lot of history, a lot of history po- podcasts, some true crime and some some work, kind of sort of personal development type stuff. You know, that's great. I I can't generally listen to any though, despite hosting several. I find it very difficult to listen to one. I can't listen to a podcast and work at the same time. Mm, so when else oh. would I possibly listen to it? So I don't really have any. When you're folding laundry and there's or also doing dishes or... Parenting. I don't know, not parenting, but like... Sometimes when I'm taking the girl for a walk, if, if the boy's not with me, I'll... You know, typically I have the AirPods. I'll pop in one in one ear so I still can hear what's going on around me. Um, okay. Yeah, I'll do that. I mean, but it's great, you know, entertainment while you're doing things like, like housework stuff. That's... Mm-hmm. I do most housework. No. I and this but I, is very. But I, but I do that. Well, I do most of that sort of thing. So. Oh, do you now? <laughs> I do. Yeah. What about me with my outdoor work? What about you with your outdoor work? It's too loud to hear a podcast. I suppose that is true. I, I've had trouble. Well, here, and here's this, and this makes me sound <laughs> bad, but I have a very difficult time. Like, I'll start listening to a podcast, and I've done it at the gym a few times, where I'll get like a five minutes into a show, and I'm like, I really like the concept. I'm going to stop listening to this and try to make my own version of it. I would rather, I would 500 times rather create something than listen, than listen to something someone else has made. 
So I've got several projects in the work that you don't even know about. What? <laughs> I've started writing or jotting down notes or something. Okay. I'm sure nothing will ever come of them. I've been doing this my whole life. I'll get a great idea and then it'll just, uh, I'll never get the motivation to actually complete it. But I do have one that I am working on here and there, wherever I have a few minutes to like write a funny quip or something. Anyway, you're listening to stuff. I'm actually reading something. Believe it or not, I'm reading a book. And I don't read books very often. I mean, once every two years I'll read a book, probably. But I... We have children. That, that's... We read lots of books. They are just oh, yes. eight pages long. Reading a grown-up book. board books. This book is called... <laughs> pictures. Game Used. And it would be interesting to just a tiny <laughs> sector of the population. It is the uh, essentially the autobiography of the Minnesota Twins TV broadcaster, Dick Bremer, who uh, I think it's extremely interesting. I mean, I've listened to, I've spent days, if not weeks, if not years of my life just listening to this man talk. So I'm very invested in his life story. It's and been it's a lot of time you spent with, pretty with this fella. Yeah. Um, any other hobbies we have going on right now? Let me think. I've got, oh, um, Lauren, you might have... Uh, tuned in recently. My my buddy and I, uh, Bart, who uh, I also work with, he, I report to at work, but we used to do this podcast called, called How to Do That, which you're familiar with. And we did 26 episodes a couple years ago. It completely disappeared. We, you know, life got in the way. We had our daughter, things like that, and, and it, it disbanded. And as a result of the pandemic, we decided, well, he decided we should bring it back in <laughs> video form. So last weekend, we did a, a live Facebook broadcast of our show, the first How to Do That show in two years, which was pretty fun. We did, unlike the podcast, we didn't actually stick to any script or anything. It went off the rails immediately. Um, we had too many guests on the show, and it just got, and there was too much drinking, and it just went off, went haywire. But the, it lasted for about two hours, and uh, we could have gone three or four, and we had about 2,000 viewers overall so it was fun and uh yeah we'll probably do it again sometime what, yeah, what have you been the, doing one of the interesting things about the most of the podcast work that you've done i mean this is going back putting her a decade the old shed party show is that your podcast experiences tend to be more like immediately social for the the hosts and guests if the the guests exist like this uh, How to Do That podcast was always at a bar in its first yeah. iteration, if I recall, and now it's on a Zoom hangout. It's not, it feels like it's less about content and more about the experience for the people making the podcast, <laughs> which is unusual. Like, typically, like, you know, it's more about the the output, not the experiential component for the, the, uh, the creators hmm, themselves. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, it's just an interesting thing that I noticed to be a common theme with some of the things. You, I mean, I think this one and the one you've, you've been doing for your job occasionally are the only ones that have been truly like content or output driven. And this one's, you know, iffy, if that's even the case. Rude. <laughs> I mean, we're sitting here talking about our favorite things for 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, we're not like, you know, like clearly just like. This no, I know what you mean. Like bullshit. I know what you mean. No, I. It's a fun hobby for me, and I've always said on all the shows I've done, which none of which have amounted to anything. I've always said like it's fun for me. I don't care who is listening. 
Hmm. So it's it's more fun like, for me. I think it, it's it fun just, to sit and talk to a microphone. It facilitates a hang. I think that, that, that holds true for us. Like, I feel like we have some of our more um, in-depth conversations or more, like, less day-to-day oriented conversations when we when we do our podcast. Even if you're, mm-hmm. I'm looking at you, but you're staring at the computer screen because of how our microphones are positioned. Yeah, I feel more comfortable staring straight ahead so that my mouth is pointed towards the the microphone, which isn't as uh, mobile, mo- mobile as yours. Yes. Um, we've done some virtual socializing hangs. as well, as I'm sure everybody else has too. Some you Zoom know, hangs. What uh, hangouts have you done, Lauren? Mm, I've had uh, you know plenty of, and this doesn't super count, but plenty of work video chats. You know, things that would usually be in person meetings. Converting to Zoom Hangouts or, you know, what we use is Amazon Chime, of course, uh, which is a fine platform. Totally suits our needs, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, which is always fun because you see like where people are sitting and, you know, what they're a little slice of their lives. And we've had some themed things where it was, you know, funny hats and one person wore a kitchen you know a colander on their head which was very entertaining um yeah so we've had some theme things like that i had you know a knitting hangout with some of the the folks on this this knitting site i i I hang out on and socialize on a little bit which is fun just replaces the in-person knitting nights i do on occasion which is something i miss sorely you know not being able to get out there and see rooms other than the ones in my home mm-hmm. what about you well i mean you know you were on the we had a uh, family chat with my family mm-hmm. um, a couple a week or two ago and that was fun we did a uh, like a thursday night happy hour or something like that and my uh, my parents my siblings and significant others everybody were on that were on the uh, call and that went well um, it was new to most of them, but for me, I mean, we've been doing a daily, like work happy hour from four to five. Like while we work, we turn on our cameras and just kind of socialize. But then again, I've really been able to participate in that too much because of, you know, we have kids at home the that children. time of day. So we've kind of switched on and off there, but yeah, I mean, we've done plenty of the, uh, virtual happy hours, which for me, you know, it's just one, an excuse to start drinking an hour earlier than I normally would. <laughs> Uh, uh. As if you needed an excuse. I mean, I I feel like the only winners in this whole thing are the the alcohol companies out there, the the, the brewers and the distillers and the wineries and liquor stores, not the bars, but everybody else. Um, they're the big winners in this, and I feel like everybody's pretty much okay with just opening it up to, you know what? I'm gonna start. I'm gonna have a beer at two thirteen p.m. and I don't really give a shit what you think. There was there was a day early on in this isolation life that you, you tried to invoke airport rules at home, uh, whereas any time after seven a.m. was it, <laughs> it was appropriate to drink. And I was like, dude. Well, I was still going know, from the night before, so you know, like that's like I'm not going to tell you what to do, but like that is an aggressive plan. It's not super sustainable for like 
the needs of our of our family. I'm not gonna tell you no, but I'm gonna say I'm not. I I personally am not gonna do that because I need some boundaries in my life. I don't think like, I was really serious you, about it. You were thing. you were serious in that moment. You weren't serious long term, but you were serious of like I need. I would just like to have a fucking drink right now because everything is too much. And I recognized in that time, and I didn't say no. I was just like, oh boy, like Ryan needs a break. I need to help him. I don't get a moment. This at all. What? <laughs> I don't what? remember needing a drink at seven in the morning. If I was, you really... tried to invoke the. You're like airport rules should start should apply. Oh, probably jokingly. Uh, but no, but I took that as like okay. I need to give I need to give Ryan some some space. He needs some time alone. He needs some space. Let's like, get him some ability to blow off some steam. That was meant kindly. I, okay, I just don't I, remember it. Was it. Entertaining, but I you know I I took it as a sign that you needed some support from me. Your wife and parents sure. and partner. So that's kind of what's <clears throat> what we've been up to when in those precious moments of free time, and it doesn't seem like it has come around all that often. But um, we're going to get into, I guess, the more of the topic of the show here. I mean, this could be two shows for all we, for yes. all I know, the what we're doing show and the coronavirus show. <laughs> um, let, let's get real here, Lauren. What? Just lay it on me. Not our situation specifically, but what are your thoughts on the whole the whole thing right now? Where are you? On the pandemic and like my take on it? Um Yeah, basically. Well, yeah, it's it's interesting because there's a little like there's protests happening like basically this week, people going to various you know, across the excuse me, a little hiccup. Across the nation. The it seems like a lot of states are having people purchasing out their governor's offices or their state buildings, which seems like a great way to cause another spike in infections. Not that we're doing effective testing here in the United States. So like, you know, if they're saying like confirmed cases are going down, it's like, but you're not really testing anyone because our testing is bullshit. And, uh, so like, what does that number mean? It means nothing. It's a little abstract. Um, in terms of, you know, hearing about, you know, folks that have, you know, you know, folks not not in my office, but, you know, hearing about cases in my employer um, and, you know, the repercussions of that and quarantines and cleanings and that kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I empathize with the, the empathize with the people who are frustrated by the closures and feeling stymied by all the you know, inability to do anything in life and, you know, especially with the, the folks that have lost their incomes, lost their jobs because of this. But it's, you know, I I trust the, the powers that be that are saying that this is a serious thing that we need to, need to take very seriously, which is why, you know, we, we are taking it as seriously as we can. Um, I think, yeah, I think it really came home to me the other day when our neighbors... You know, one of them who you know runs some um, fast, fast casual, you know, kind of like dessert ice cream restaurants here in town, and had an employee who tested positive for COVID nineteen, and so, you know, found out ten days after the you know the last exposure that you know they should be quarantining, and you know I know we had, we had seen them, we they you know they have a have. A child and a dog, and they walk around neighbor, you know, the street. So we chat, and we we're doing our best to keep our distance. But with kids, you know, they're running around, and we're trying to chase them. So 
it's like, you know, you can do your best, but if you feel like you're maybe, you never know what, what might have been, you know, too close or it's hard to feel totally confident in those situations that um, you were staying the appropriate distance away from someone, especially when it was that far after the fact that they had exposure and then knew about it. Um, yeah, but I mean, thankfully, you know, they had tested and it came back negative today. So we feel like that's, you know, was not an issue to be concerned about, but it's still like, that's how close it can come. You know, it's, uh, it hit really close to home for me at that, that point in terms of like, had a cough, had a, felt warm, was oh, and, and the panic that ensued after that. What about you, dear? Well, um, I mean, I'm, I'm, <clears throat> I guess overall, um, I think I've, we've probably handled it as well as we could. I'm not actually going crazy or anything in here. I, I do wish that our kids were at their normal places during the day, school and daycare, and you were at your job and I had the freedom to go to mine in a different location if I wanted. But overall, I feel like given what is happening, we're, we're handling it probably as good as we, as good as we could. Yeah. Having said that, outside of our own circumstance, you know, I'm, <clears throat> I'm very, <laughs> very middle of the road. I keep getting pulled in different directions. One day I will be like, yes, we have to absolutely continue to shelter in place until this blows over. I don't care if it takes till October. We need to continue this. And then the next day, you know, something resonates with me on the other side where people are like, this needs to end. You know, what's going to be left when this is over you know half the country is going to be unemployed things are not going to be the same as they were before probably for at least a couple of years if ever again and i kind of like the way things were before i mean for the I most mean, part there was the some factor <clears throat> of that our lifestyles as a as a country as a world were leading towards massive global just uh, yeah, I'm shut down in terms of global warming. I mean, I think this is an opportunity as a as a global economy and global system to totally reshape how we do things. Hopefully, I mean, like my best case scenario out of this is like is you know we can solve for the the things of global warming as well as you know in terms of the U.S. and our social infrastructure here, like actually take healthcare and the social safety net and view them as national security because you know that's what they're trying to trying to do to open back up is because we have no social safety net and we have no healthcare system that functionally works to support our population that supports the economy where we've totally prioritized economy over anything human anything that supports the humans that actually drive the economy which is you know I think when you break it apart in this way it's so bananas like it's so tragic and, and terrible and I, I mean i don't think that the people who are in charge nowadays will do jack fucking shit about that but i hope that's you know that someone coming to power soon will take notice and, and set up straight and people will start to make some plans to create create correct oof, correct that mm-hmm yeah, I, I definitely, uh, you know, very, very much on the Democratic side and lean very left. But 
when our state's lieutenant governor, Dan Patrick, said something a couple weeks ago, I had to really resist the urge to, like, say something, but I did, I agreed with him, and to an extent, he's like, we should just open it back up. If, if a, you know, if I have to die as a result, then so be it. I want my grandkids to enjoy this country we've come. I'm like, part of me kind of, kind of wants that to happen, but I know I can't say that. And uh, that we've, I know that I'd be ostracized for agreeing with Dan Patrick within my social circles. And I don't really agree with him, but that's kind of what you want, right? We want it to be back as quickly as possible to the way it was before too much damage is done. It's kind of where my mindset is. And at the same time, I'm like, no, 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 that's stupid. We can't, we can't just rush back. That's going to that's gonna be bad. So I'm just torn back and forth, back and forth. So what can you do? You know, you just got to ride it out. I can't do anything. I'm not going to go, I'm not going to be one of those idiots protesting in public at the Capitol or something, because I certainly don't feel that way, but yeah, I would like things to open up sooner than later. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think most of us want schools and daycares and those avenues. I'm probably on the outer edge, though. I'm like, let's open it up now. I'm I'm cool with risking it. It's kind of my mindset. but, But like... I think it's also reality of your lifestyle that you have a office job and you work from home full time. I think if you were in a different role that was more public facing, you'd feel very different. And I think that's the value of of getting all these multiple opinions is that it's a very different calculation. Like there, the people who are in these essential roles right now are truly like risking their lives because I think it's like. Up to 25% of hospitalizations from COVID-19 are for people under the age of, like, 40. Like, it's mm-hmm. not... It, oh, sure. it's Maybe it's even younger than that. Like, it's is not, like, what it was billed when it first started coming to the U.S. of something that affected the elderly and the folks with pre-existing conditions. This is something that's affecting people who are young and healthy substantially. True, but at the same time, you're... not equipped to handle anything close to what this thing could bring down on us yeah yeah it just seems like all the cases that you're hearing about of anybody any names of any significance it's all like yeah i'm in self-quarantine i'm doing fine Uh, don't really show any symptoms i'm gonna fully recover that's like 98 percent of 99 percent of like the cases that we've heard of from you know people our age or younger people who have some sort of celebrity status or something they're all fine they're all fine. That's what I'm getting from it. It's like, yeah, I'll probably be fine. Maybe, but you, yeah, don't, I don't, you don't know. It's like I did then at the same time. I know that's why I'm being torn back and forth. I heard an interesting analogy the other day. It was like, okay, here's 100 Skittles. You can eat as many as you want, but there are three in here that will kill you. <laughs> it's like, oh, hmm, maybe, I, maybe I won't eat <laughs> How any. How many Skittles do you want to eat, honey? <laughs> exactly. So it's like, well, I don't think I'll eat any. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Risk assessment is really interesting. So. In different How we evaluate in different scenarios. I'm not firmly on one side or another. I'm just being whipped back and forth and back and forth. And. Well, the arguments on both sides are, are effective. Like, that's the thing of it is that, like, every aspect of our lives has been changed. And it's hard not to be like, oh, but what's the harm if I just X, Y, Z? And on the individual level, there is no, there is very little harm, but at the population level, there's tons of harm. And and you never know, like you could 
actually have some sort of underlying condition that you don't even know about because it hasn't, you know, been come to the point where you need to see a doctor about it. Like, there could be so many things that cause a person to be affected by this in a major way. Yeah, it's true. You can't it's be, true. I mean, it's like, you just can't be too careful, is all. We had planned on going to uh, South Dakota over Memorial Day. At least I did for uh, my grandmother's memorial service. She died a couple months ago. And I still, in my head, feel like I'm going to be able to do that. That's just over a month from now. Every day that passes, it feels less and less realistic. And I think when May 29th hits and I'm not able to do that, that's when it's like going to get real. <laughs> it's like, damn it, this is going on for a long time. Yeah. I mean, you could drive. You talked about that at one point, even just driving up But there. South Dakota's in horrible shape. <laughs> South Dakota's the dumbest state in the nation right now. <laughs> I don't know that I'd feel safe in South Dakota. <laughs> My Here, get this. Well... First of all, I know the governor, my seventh grade basketball coach, it's his wife. She was at our games. I know her. I've met her. I never dreamt that that man would be in our governor's mansion, but here he is. <laughs> um, where was I going with that? The dumbest state is what well, you said. It's, it's a very dumb state. Oh, yeah. My brother, smart kid, uh, told me the other night, yeah, you know, I was at a big party the other night. What? You know, nobody nobody here is really taking it seriously. The governor basically said, you know, Jeez. go out and do what you need to do. So my brother was at a big party, you know, during the middle of this whole thing. You know, sorry to out you, Alex, but and all your friends. But he said the same. I think he said as much on a uh, on the how to do that show the other night. Um, Jesus. I, it doesn't seem like that state of all the states. I feel like they are taking it the least seriously. Which is From insane. What I've they just had that massive Smithfield well, plant yeah. like explode with cases. In and Sioux if that Falls. doesn't, if that's not a wake up call, then I guess there's not going to be there one there. Yeah, no, it's not a wake up call. It's a die of coronavirus call. I guess yeah. early on Jesus. in this whole thing, we were talking about, man, we're in a major metro area. Maybe we should just drive up to South Dakota and just park it up there at my parents' farm. You know, we'll have somebody to watch the kids, and and you know, we'll be. Very isolated. Well, it's a best case scenario. Well, I mean, per capita, I don't know if there's a state that has a worse rate of cases than, than per South capita. Dakota. Yeah, and there might be, but I don't think so. Anyway, it would be tough. I mean, mathematically speaking, it would be tough to to achieve that just because of the low population and the tremendous ex- explosion of cases from that one pork processing plant. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Well, so basically, this episode, we have talked about what you weeks. and I are doing. Yeah, the past couple of weeks and what you and I are doing in our spare time to, you know, pass the time. Hopefully, we gave you some interesting suggestions that you can take as far as entertainment goes, um, hobbies. Some fun mobile games to while away on. Yeah, I can't think of much else. Obviously, sports are such a big part of my life, and with that out of it, it's like I'm I'm not necessarily struggling to find other things to do because we've been so busy between work and parenting and sleep and such. There's a couple hours at the end of the day where we're basically too exhausted to do anything. This show is really the extent of any, any ho- true hobbies. So, um, 
and we've given our general feelings on coronavirus. If you want to listen again, our next episode, we're going to do a little bit more of a deep dive into uh, what's going on here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, you know, the, the parents and then the boy and the girl. And, and I feel like we'll have a long section on the dog. It's been a mm. major player in life these days. Yeah. I'm kidding. He's, God bless him. He's, he's still here. He did some shit today, which we are upset about. Um, mm-hmm. But he's still here, so he's here. That's that's the best he can ask for at these in these times, right, Baxter? <laughs> no comment. Yeah. Wise choice. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening to Parental Settings. This is Ryan and Lauren. Good luck. Follow Ryan on Twitter at RC Glanzer, and be sure to check out other great podcasts such as Wow, How'd You Get That Job, and The Confident Consumer. All shows available on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, and wherever podcasts are available.